Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a t-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your health care. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. The opinion line on Cork's 96FM. There's a, a big prediction today that uh, Minister for Justice Helen McEntee will survive uh, a motion of no confidence tabled by Sinn Féin following the Dublin riots. The vote on the motion will take place later this evening. And all eyes are on this no conf- confidence motion. And here to discuss uh, the, the, the whole build-up to it today is Cork Sinn Féin TD for Cork South Central. Spokesperson on social protection, Donica O'Leary. Good morning to you, Donica. Good morning, Gareth. How are you? Fine, thank you. Um, it, it seems to be a foregone conclusion that Helen McEntee will survive later. Would you agree? It looks like, they, like I mean, look, this is a majority government. They have had a majority. Uh, the majority isn't as, as big as it was once, but they still have a majority. So it seems that they have the numbers. Um, but, um, you know, I think it was, it, it is very important. Like, I mean, Look, when you're talking to people on the ground here in Cork or, or anywhere in the state, like I mean, one of the big issues that comes up um, along with health and housing is crime and antisocial behaviour. And it is a huge issue and it's a huge concern for people. Um, and in the last couple of weeks here in Cork, we've had we've had a petrol bombing of two shootings. Uh, and, you know, going back to the summer, a lot of issues uh, in, in a whole variety of communities. And when communities aren't getting the response that they should be, when Gardaí aren't coming, uh, quickly enough uh, when they're not seeing Gardy on the ground because that is the best way to prevent crime is seeing Gardy on the ground. When they're not seeing that, uh, they feel neglected, they feel abandoned. Now, I absolutely recognise that the the majority of Gardy, in fact, all Gardy realistically are doing the best that they can, but the numbers simply are not there, um, particularly here in Cork. Like, I mean, I think it's an absolute scandal that of the last 124 Gardaí who came out of Templemore in the last catchment, we only got one Garda, one Garda. And now we're actually seeing some Gardaí being potentially moved out of Cork um, to assist with the situation in Dublin. Um, it is... Um, I, I think the, the the fact is that, you know, I was at a joint policing committee uh, meeting yesterday. The call has been going out loud and clear uh, from Cork to the Garda Commissioner and to the Minister for Justice for years now that we do not have enough Garda. You look at stations such as Mahan. Mahan had about 33 or 32 Garda in 2009. That went down to about 22 a year or two ago, and now it's down to 17. So how are those Garda supposed to cover the area that they're supposed to cover in, in Mahan, Blackrock and Ballantemple and the surrounding areas? Like, it's simply not doable. You look at a place like Carrigaline, massive, massive town, almost 20,000 people at this stage. Most of the time, there's only one Garda car out at night. And if that gets called to go to Passage or Douglas, or if the Douglas car gets called to go to Carrigaline, like, there's no cover on the ground there. That's just simply not good enough. The targets that the minister has set, um, she has missed 
time and time again and the targets were too low to begin with to be honest and it's led to communities feeling neglected and not getting the support that they deserve and I think the situation in Dublin Thursday a week ago was the final straw where you know and Gardaí I think you know they put themselves in the barn of Boyle they really put themselves at risk and uh, showed great courage uh, but to be honest they were let down by a spy systems failure uh, and speaking to people like I think there's no one more frustrated than Gardaí themselves morale is really really low and it's a clear lack of leadership by the commissioner to an extent but particularly by the minister that we're not seeing the Gardaí that we need and I think that what happened in Dublin is a culmination of that but obviously there's been issues uh, in the north and the city in Dublin for, for, for some time now um, including in the summer. Well, I'd, I'd say going back 20, 25 years and this has just been brewing, simmering quietly away in the background. Are, are we led to believe that the redeployment of these Gardaí to the, public's, the public order unit in Dublin is full-time? Or I, I, if, uh, didn't Chief Superintendent Tom Myers assure everybody last night that this is only a, a temporary measure? Yeah, he did. And look, I mean, I, I'm not blaming Superintendent Myers. Like, I mean, he got orders and he had to follow them. Like, I mean, that's not, you know, he has to do what he has to do in terms of the chain of command and all that kind of stuff. I don't think the commissioner should have been asking for Gary from Cork when we only got one from the last intake, when we only got four this year, four new Gary coming out of Templemore all year to Cork in the last uh, 11 months. Like, it is just simply not good enough like and it has led to so many of our stations being completely under-resourced and what that has a knock-on effect as well in that where your core units the people who are out and about patrolling the men and women who are who are out and about on our streets um, as best as they can when they are short-staffed you end up dragging community guardy into the roster as well and what that means is that the proactive preventing crime working with young people who are at risk of offending all that kind of stuff suffers when you don't have enough guardy on the street so like this all comes back to the minister and it's not that she hasn't had time like realistically if you look at Fine Gael, they've been in government now for 12 years and in that time there are less guardy the than there are uh, there were at the outset. There are less guard stations open than there were at the outset. A lot of the guard stations that are open, the opening hours are are extremely poor and you know inconsistent because guard get pulled from pillar to post. Like the targets they set, they were talking about uh, 15,000 Gardaí, they were about 2,000 short staff. So they're actually talking about 22,000 Gardaí staff, if you include civilian staff uh, and uh, Gardaí reserve. They're almost four or 5,000 short staff, like, you know, and these are obviously people who facilitate the Gardaí being out in the street and not being behind the desk. You know, we want them out in the street. So mm. it's simply not good enough. And, you know, you do, like, I really have so much respect for an awful lot of the Gardaí that we have here in Cork. We have some brilliant community Gardaí. We have some brilliant detectives, some brilliant frontline Gardaí, and some of the leadership are excellent as well. But, like, um, if they don't have the numbers, it is going to have an impact on response times. It is going to have an impact in how quickly they can respond to things. It is going to have an impact into investigations. And, uh, you know, like, I really feel they've just been let down from a leadership level and... This has been going on for far too long and it's. I think it is enough is enough and uh, it is for that reason we're putting on this motion. And to be honest, even though they're going to vote the other way, I think an awful lot of government TDs in their heart of hearts in Fine Fáil and Fine Gael know that Minister McEntee isn't up to the job and there's a need for a change of personnel. Just before we talk about the the, the, the motion of no confidence, are we to anticipate here because Gardaí from Cork are being redeployed that there's a possibility that there could be further rioting? Uh, I, like I mean, I suppose that's a, a prediction I wouldn't wish to make. Like I mean, I, I think 
I, I think, look, obviously some of the people who were involved in instigating the riot, and there was lots of factors in the riot, and there was opportunistic stuff going on and all that kind of stuff. I think the people involved in instigating the riot, um, I suppose they would they would, they would, would potentially wish to do so again. I know the Gardaí and the ground in Dublin are working hard. Um, it's not my view that they didn't need extra resources in Dublin. It's just my view that when you have a situation where Cork only got four all year, that Cork is not the place that they should have been coming to. Um but look, I mean, obviously, there's the possibility of more incidents like that. Um, you know, some of that needs to go into proper, I suppose, um, you know, I think it could have been anticipated that that situation was going to escalate. I think there was a... I think there was a slowness to respond. I don't think that was good enough. And I think it was, there was a system failure. And I think it was um, the ordinary guard on the ground who ended up uh, paying the price for that. But a, a lot of the Gardaí uh, have said that the reason why they weren't more reactive and why they didn't produce their batons was because they were being afraid. They were afraid of being disciplined by GSOC. How, how, how yeah, do, I, you, do you think the Gardaí should be allowed baton charge the rioters? Well, like I mean, obviously there needs to be rules and regulations about all these kind of things, and I can't be carte blanche. But like I mean, if there is a situation where Gardaí feel um, that their hands are tied behind their back, that needs to be clarified. You can't have obviously no rules. You can't have you know a free reign or whatever. Like, but like I mean, obviously they need to be in a position to act as robustly as is reasonable. Um, I think that you know the policing authority is going to give that some discussion and try and provide clarity. Um, I think that is important. You know, I. It, you can't have Gardaí feeling uh, constrained and unable to respond like they should be able to. So that needs to be clarified, no doubt about it. But like, no, like if you are unprepared at an organisational level, if you don't have the numbers on the ground, no amount of force is going to get you out of that problem. And and that was the issue there that arose uh, last Thursday. Your colleague in in Leash, Aidan Mullins, has spoken out about immigration into his own county. And he he says, I'm I'm tired of people coming complaining to me about this. He said, and nobody is voicing their concerns. Nobody. Would you agree with them? I I haven't seen those comments, no, to be honest. Like, like, look, I mean, I suppose I regularly hear people who are expressing concerns and, and some of them are legitimate concerns and others mightn't be so legitimate um, you know uh, there are definitely challenges there are definitely challenges in terms of resources um, but I, 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 don't, I don't think it's the case that nobody's expressing concerns I don't think that's true at all um, so look I, I'm not sure specifically what he's talking about um, but Look, I mean, I think there's a number of things. Like, I think clearly uh, some of the problems in relation to resources need to be addressed. If communities are being stretched, then those additional resources that need to go in um, should go in. Uh, Like, I mean, I also think it's probably true that other European countries aren't taking their share of responsibility in the way that this state is. Um, And I think maybe uh, some of those other states need to do a bit more heavy lifting in terms of that because obviously we're under pressure. Uh, There's more um, people arriving here than we would like to uh, be in a position to take because we would like to be able to offer decent accommodation to everyone that requires it. And obviously that's under very severe pressure. So I suppose at an international level, um, I think that other countries should be lifting a heavier load. Why do you think, Donegal, there's been a a drop in popularity for Sinn Féin? I mean, your party has fallen by 20% in the past two months. Is that because... A number of people are saying it's because, you know, the party leader here is sitting on the fence in relation to the whole immigration issue. Right, okay. A couple of things there, right? The first thing is, like, when you say 20%, 20% of our previous vote, like, I mean, so I I think we're... Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewellery from Blue Nile. 
From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Down a few points, but we're three, still... Three points, I think, but, yeah. Yeah, so we're still by far and away the largest uh, party uh, in terms of popularity and that's been the case. You know, we are still way above where we were at the last general election and when I joined the party in 2007, we were at 6%. So, like, I mean, I think, you know, if there's a bit of perspective needed in relation to that, like, and polls will go up and down like that. There was yeah. two polls before that where we saw very significant increases in popularity. There's any amount of factors. Like, I mean, if you go through that poll, the, king, the kind of things that people decide what they're going to vote on uh, varies enormously and, and I think people are very much of the view that the party who are best placed to tackle the crisis in housing and in health is Sinn Féin and that's my view and I think if people want those issues solved they should be voting for Sinn Féin um, look we obviously uh, will will bear in mind any opinion polls and all that kind of stuff but obviously you know, we need to stay focused on what our policies are and what we want to deliver uh, and I am absolutely of the view that if people want to change from Fianna Fáil and Fine Gael, the only alternative, the only avenue for a change uh, that is realistic I think is Sinn Féin and I think with Mary Lou MacDonald uh, as teacher. But, but I'm 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 interested in your views on on the, the, there's a the, the the poll there in the Sunday Independent last weekend suggests there's a huge chunk of voters who clearly feel that there's nobody in any of the main parties who currently reflect their views about immigration. Twenty eight percent of respondents said they would support a party or a candidate with quote strong anti immigration views. So would would your party be surprised to find that there could be far right candidates who are successful in the local elections next year? Look, I mean, I suppose democracy is a matter of people putting forward their views and people voting for them. And if people put themselves forward and they get elected, well, then that's the outcome of that. Like, I'm, look, I'll be honest with you, I'm not anti-immigrant. I think, uh, you know, anytime I go up to the CUH to the Mercy, you know, an awful lot of people who are holding our health service together have come from all over the world um, and uh, they make a huge contribution to Ireland. Um, and, you know, an awful lot of those people are, you know, they're at the heart of our communities and they're after joining the soccer clubs and the GAA, and different things like that and choirs and all sorts of things. So, like, these make people make a huge contribution. I'm not going to be, like, if people want to vote for somebody who's anti-immigrant, then I'm not that candidate, right? That's the first thing. Now, do we need a system that is fair? Do we need a system that is sustainable? We do. There's no question about that. Are there issues that need to be addressed? There are. And 
is the system under severe pressure? It is. And I do think, as I say, other countries need to take on a heavier load in relation to that. I think there are also uh, issues in terms of the kind of resources that some communities have. An awful lot of the communities that are under the most pressure at the minute are some rural communities um, where the resources wouldn't be great in terms of GP, in terms of school transport and all that. Like That needs to be addressed. Those communities have been neglected. Uh, and there's a lot of our city com- communities as well ha- have been neglected. Yeah, well, when you Most look people. at the, the like, um, if, if I can draw, just draw your attention to another poll, the Sunday Business Post last May, 75% of people polled believe that the number of refugees Ireland is taking is now too many, quote unquote. Would you agree with that? Like, I think we're certainly taking a lot more than we would like to be in a position uh, that we were taking. Like, if there was less coming, then you would be able to uh, offer a more sustainable support for them. You would be able to ensure that they were getting the kind of accommodation that they need as they flee conflict uh, and oppression and all that kind of stuff. Um, But, like, I mean, look, some people have put forward the idea of a cap. Like, the problem with the cap is if you set the cap at, we'll say, 1,000 or 2,000 or whatever, 10,000, what do you do when 2001 arrives and their case is stronger uh, than the vast majority of cases? What do you do when somebody will say, for example, uh, somebody who maybe is coming from Afghanistan, a woman, and that they're facing the kind of impression that women face there, or somebody from a minority religion, a, a Catholic priest or a Jewish person or somebody like that coming from Afghanistan? And what if they're a 1001? Do you shut the door against them? You can't do that. You can't do that. That's not humane. That's not decent. No. Well, what I think it does need to be done uh, is, you know, we do need to be making the case that, you know, the Irish system is under very severe pressure. We absolutely recognise that. There's no question. Uh, And, you know, to be fair to everyone, Irish citizens and people who are coming here seeking seeking refuge, um, we need to have a fair and sustainable system. So, like, I mean, other countries who aren't maybe carrying the weight that Ireland is carrying and some that Irish communities aren't carrying uh, need to reflect on that, in my view. So, I did, would you agree we're going to have... I would, I would imagine, from what I'm, I'm being told and from what I'm hearing, it, we will have a general election by this week next year. Now, you had a landslide victory here in Cork um, in, 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 in the last election in 2020. Do you foresee that happening again? I wouldn't be taking anything for granted. I know I need to go out there... Uh, I don't, like when people talk about how many votes have you got, I haven't got any votes. I got votes the last time. I have no votes for this next election. I have to go out and get them again. Uh, and we will have very likely a running mate uh, along with me and likewise in Cork North Central with Tommy Gould. Um, so we're trying to take as many seats as we can. I think there was, you know, you hear people all the time on the street telling you, um, listen, you should have run more the last time you left seats behind you. And look, we recognise that the polls uh, kind of took us by surprise. We did better than we thought we would. So we will. We'll be running extra candidates because, like, I think that people after a century now of Fianna Fáil or Fine Gael and then the last couple of years of Fianna Fáil and Fine Gael, if people want a change, if people want to see, look, the housing crisis is getting worse and worse by every metric. And they try and say that it's not. But, like, you see house prices rising, you see rent rising, you see homelessness rising, entry increases were the ever on record, ever since the records began in 2007, rent it was at its highest level. Rents in Cork an average of about 1,500 but like realistically an awful lot more for that than that for an awful lot of units. Like the, 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 the housing crisis has clearly uh, gone out of all control. I am very worried about the situation that we're facing uh, in our hospitals with the recruitment embargo uh, coming into uh, this winter. It is, um, it is a real concern for me. So I think that you know these are the basic things that people expect from a government 
people expect from a society the right to shelter the right to be looked after when you're sick and if people want a change in relation to that they should vote for Sinn Féin uh, and we will be putting forward a very strong slate of candidates we'll also be putting forward a really strong slate of candidates in the local elections some really excellent candidates uh, and I would be very hopeful that we will end up a very, very strong team to challenge the consensus, which has been a bit cosy now for the last couple of years in Cork City Hall. And you'd agree, so there with Olmore's almanac and the prediction that Ireland will probably have a first female Taoiseach next year? Hopefully, and I hope that they're wrong about the hurling final as well, so please God, that changes. <laughs> Donegal, good to talk to you. Thank you. Okay, thanks, Gary. Thanks a lot. Donegal O'Leary there. Uh, Cork Sinn Féin TD for uh, Cork South Central and spokesperson on social protection. Cork's 96 FM. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.